Let's start having these conversations about what we're doing with money. Hey, when we're going into these rooms and these conferences and you get an opportunity to speak to the people who's in front of the room, you get an opportunity to, to, to communicate with them. Don't walk up to them and say, in the, in the five minutes that you get to have conversations with people that you wouldn't ordinarily have access to, don't walk up to them talking about what keeps you motivated. That's not a question that's going to move the needle forward for you. That's not a question that's going to take you to a higher level. Start asking better questions. Ask them what they do with their money. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins, where I give you a fly-on-the-wall perspective of entrepreneurship. What does that mean? I am giving you the authentic perspective of what it actually takes to build something really big, really great. And sometimes I do it with conversations with some of my entrepreneur friends and people that I've recently met. And then sometimes it's a conversation with just you and I. And today it's just you and I. I want to talk to you about things I really wish I knew before becoming an entrepreneur or at least things that I wish I learned very early on in my journey of entrepreneurship. You know, those things that uh, similar to the lessons that our parents tried to teach us when we were kids and we didn't want to hear it. We didn't want to go for those things. But when we become adults or maybe even when we've had children of our own, we understand the value of those lessons now. Well, at least we kind of had some kind of framework for adulthood and parenting. But when it comes to being an entrepreneur, most of us didn't have any kind of a framework whatsoever. So we've literally just been figuring things out over and over and over again and stumbling our way through into success and sometimes taking a whole lot longer than it really should have taken us had we known certain things ahead of time. I was inspired to talk about this because We've been working really, really hard uh, as a company, and we've launched a new offer. I have my new uh, mentorship community that we've recently launched. We have been out looking for office space because the business has grown, and we need to take it out of my living room and put it into an environment that matches the culture that I'm creating within my company. Not only that, we have a lot of things that are going on, and yesterday was just one of those days where... I got way too many questions, way too many text messages, way too many phone calls, way too many cancellations, way too many requests for reschedules, way too many of things happening and people needing from me. And it was just a really overwhelming day as a CEO. And, you know, many people who are seen as authorities and influences, especially in the business space, they wouldn't share this part of the journey with you. Many people have to put on a facade of perfection, like everything is going well and everything is perfect all the time and they have all of the answers. And that is why I believe this platform, Full Transparency, is so important because as I am going throughout my journey and bringing people on who are going throughout their own journeys, I want to share, I want to pull the curtain back and I want to share what it actually takes, things that you can expect, things that you didn't know, I want to expose you to that level of information so we can build and develop entrepreneurs and really show up. And us showing up in this way will help us decrease the wealth gap 
between ourselves and other communities and other people and other generations, we will become the leaders that are written about in history books. We will become the leaders that are talked about for generations long after we have passed away. But there's some things that I wish I knew that I want to share with you. All right. So this is one of those. This is one of those episodes where you want to get your note taking device. You want to get your pen, your paper, your iPad, just like me. And let's get to work. All right. Number one. And these are in no particular order. Okay. I wish I would have known how to create or that I even needed to create a customer journey and not just an offer a customer journey, and not just an offer. So right now as an entrepreneur, many of you may still be in this space where you have your core offer, meaning the one thing that you uh, present to the marketplace, present to your customers, present to your leads to sell. And you may have created a product or a service, put that out there, and it did well, and that's what you're selling over and over and over and over again, or maybe you keep changing your product or service that you're offering because it's not doing well, and you keep changing the product or service hoping that you're going to get a different result. Well, let me free you really quickly. It's not usually about the one product or the one service that you offer to a group of people. It's about the journey that you are taking a person from. How do you take your ideal customer from where they are right now to where they ultimately want to be, right? And sometimes there is a journey. Most times there is a journey. There's a journey before they reach that destination. When you put an address in your GPS that you want to get to uh, from where you're starting at, your starting place is home and you want to get to, I don't know, a restaurant. When you put that address here, you don't just get on one street and drive all the way there. There's a turn. There may be a detour. There may be an interstate. There may be a back street. There can be a highway. There can be all kinds of things that's happening to get you from where you are right now to where you ultimately want to be. And as an entrepreneur, you need to determine, have a good understanding of what that journey is. Even if you're not offering the complete journey right away, you might start at one offer, right? You might start at, at one offer. Well, I can't get you from here to here, but I can get you from here to here. You're going to lose a lot of the people that are right here that will one day be qualified and be able to start right here. Well, if you create a proper journey, you can say, okay, I have this for this group of people. And the point of creating this offer or this service is to get them ready and developed to meet me here in the process so they can match, match where I am for my core offer. And then I'm able to get them to a journey. But now as I'm growing and developing as an entrepreneur, I might even help them on the other side of this and continue the journey and continue the experience, the customer journey with this customer over a period of time. And there's so much relief in doing that because it allows you to serve the same customers over and over and over again. And it allows you to be a part of their journey and their life experience over and over and over again. And it's easier to generate revenue from a customer that has already spent money with you and 
had a satisfactory experience than it is to go out and get new customers over and over and over again. Not only is it easier to do that, it's cheaper to do that. It costs much less to market to the same group of people than it does to go out and attempt to attract new leads through paid advertisement, influencer marketing, and all other type of paid strategies to get new leads to see your business. And you have to spend a lot of time with those new leads, developing them and creating trust. So I wish I had known to think about the customer journey instead of focusing on just one offer. There are thousands of leads along the years, thousands of leads through the years that dropped off because I didn't pre-think, you know what? I won't just have this forever. I'm going to create a journey. I'm starting here, but I understand that I still need to capture leads and segment them in a way so that I can nurture that nurture them. So when I'm ready to come back and add this part to their journey, I already have built in leads that are waiting for that offer. Okay, that's number one. Number two. This is really important. Let me number these so I keep up really important establish your core values as early as possible. Establish your core values as early as possible. This is really, really, really important. What do you value in life? When you're getting into a healthy relationship and you begin dating, uh, we ask questions like, well, what things are important to you? Uh, What are deal breakers for you? Um, We want to get to know people for the core of who they are. Well, that also needs to translate in your business, your customers, your team. They need to understand who and what you represent to the core of what your business is, to the core of who you are as a CEO and the value system that your company is founded on and the value system that your company operates from. Right. And so it's really important to establish your core values for several different reasons. I gave you a few The other thing is when you understand what your core values are. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It helps you to create better products and services. It helps you to hire better. It helps you to determine who your ideal client or customer is. So, for example... Um, one of your core values may be that you operate with a high standard of integrity, okay? You operate with a high standard of integrity. Well, 
when you're looking to hire a team and you are interviewing someone who has great skill set, but they already haven't done what they said they would do. Uh, they're, they're late. They didn't show up for the interview on time. The resume looks great, but they didn't show up for the interview on time. Or they told you they'd give you some references and by the end of the day, and they didn't do that. And they said that they would send you samples and examples of their work, and they didn't do that. You have to remind them. They're, uh, in, operating with integrity is, means that you do what you say you're going to do, right? You do what you say you're going to do. So if integrity is one of your core values, you would know that no matter, you wouldn't even be confused by the fact that the resume and the skill set that you need looks so amazing, they're automatically going to be canceled out because they have low integrity, which is high on your list of core values. You won't even be tempted to hire them because you'll see clearly that they are not operating within your core values. The same thing if you are looking at core values to assess your ideal client or customer. If you are a coach in some way, and let's say you're a physical fitness coach, and you, uh, integrity is also one of your core values. And you have a client who is supposed to do a weigh-in once a week. And they're not sending that weigh-in. Or they're sending pictures that don't belong to them of the scale. Or uh, you catch them cheating in their workout. Or they're promising you that they are on a strict uh, nutritious regimen that you put them on. But you see them out and they're eating all the barbecue and all the pork and all these things that you told them that they couldn't have. Well, you have a decision to make because you understand that integrity is important to help them get the results. And if that client is not operating within, integ within integrity, then are they really the ideal client for you? And at that point, you say, hey, listen, I don't have the ability to help you get the result because we're not operating in integrity here. Establish at least three to five core values right away. And you may have more, at least three to five core values right away. And it will help you to create offers. Does this offer align with one of my core values? Does this team member align with my core values? Does the audience that I am seeking align with my core values? You will make swift, smart calculated and strategic decisions every single time by operating from within your core values. Number three, one of my favorite ones, you must become a different person. I wish I had known that in order for me to, uh, to achieve the goals that I had set as an entrepreneur, that I had to become a different person. And I want you to hear me clearly because this is, this, this might hurt your feelings. Who you are right now isn't who you need to be to get that big result that you're on your journey to achieving. Who you are right now isn't good enough for that big result. Who you are right now may be good enough for the work that you have to do right here. But if you were already equipped if you, were all, if you already had all the information, if you already had the right mindset, if you already had the full skill set, then you would already have that thing that you're working for and planning for. But because you don't have those things, because you are not prepared in that way, you're going to have to become, you're going to have to prepare. Preparation is a good thing. You are going to have to become something different. So 
today you are a person who has enough experience, knowledge, skill set, and desire to create the goal. Well, now you have to ask yourself, a person who achieves a goal at that level, a person who accomplishes a thing to that degree, what type of person is that? What, how do they move? Who are they hanging with? What are they reading? What are they eating? What, are they, what do I have to become in order to be the person that I need to be to get the big result? And you'll never finish becoming. You'll never finish becoming. Now, hear me out. Who you are today may be an amazing person. I believe you're an amazing person. But I believe that it gets better and it gets better and it gets better and it gets better. You are like a good piece of work. You start off on a blank canvas and throughout your life's journey, you are leaving paint strokes on this canvas. You are leaving paint strokes on this canvas and ultimately you become a masterpiece. And by the time you have become and you are this masterpiece, it's probably after years of a lot of personal development, professional development, spiritual development, survivor, surviving something, experiencing something, feeling something, pain, happiness, pleasure. It's a culmination of all of these things. But if you are a person who's, who's believed, who believes that you've already arrived, you're already accomplished, you already did this, you already grew, you already developed, then it's impossible for you to create bigger goals because you need to be a bigger person in order to achieve those bigger goals, right? Number four, having a routine. I wish I would have known the importance of having a routine. I created a morning routine maybe five years ago. I created a morning routine five years ago, and it has impacted my life in ways that are inexplainable. Simply having a routine that you follow that you can depend on. So every single day, my, my routine happens to be a morning routine. Every single day, I have a very good idea of how my day is going to start because I have perfected this routine over time. I have added to this routine. I have discovered what I need to do, what needs to be a part of my day in order to have a successful day in order to start a day that feels good. So there is a reason. I was talking about this earlier. There's a reason why children have routines. They have generally the same time of day that they wake up, same time that they go to bed. When they wake up, they have somewhere to be, um, whether it's daycare or school or summer camp. They have to be somewhere. They get picked up at the same time every single day. They immediately get a snack. Uh, they go home, they have dinner, they wash, they take baths, they have a bedtime, they have playtime. All these things are a routine. They can pretty much guarantee what their day's experience is going to be. We do the same thing with our pets. Your pets know when it's time to eat, when it's time to sleep, when it's time to use the bathroom, how much playtime they can get because you've created this routine and those routines keep them happy. Those routines keep them focused and disciplined. If you've ever served in any type of armed forces, 
people who have served in an in the in the armed forces routines are drilled in them they wake up at a certain time of day they eat a certain type of food they study this a certain type of regimen they have a certain type of exercise they go through a certain type of skills training right information training they have a routine and if you know anybody who served in the armed forces, you know that they have a crazy amount of discipline, an insane amount of discipline, meaning they are so focused on this thing to get the result that they want, even if that's not always good, because we know that sometimes people who come out of armed forces have a different set of issues or concerns or experiences that they're committed to, though. They're committed to. They create these routines. It's important for you to have a routine as an entrepreneur so you're not operating from a place that's just that. It's all over the place. My routine every single day, I own the first two hours of every single day. Some of you have heard me talk about this before. I own the first two hours of my day every single day. And what does that mean? What does that look like? I literally wake up, I open my eyes, I reach for my phone to turn on a guided meditation and I will meditate for the first 18 to 30 minutes of every single day. After I meditate, I typically sit up in my bed and I'll journal. I'll journal about my day. I am journaling about my expectations. I typically don't journal about things that don't make me feel good. I typically don't journal about bad experiences. Um, so if I had an argument with someone, I don't journal like, oh, I had an argument with this person and it made me feel this way and I'm really mad and I'm going to write about it in my journal. Instead, I journal about the way I want things to be, the expectation and the receipt, the, the things that I expect to receive. Right. And so if I had an argument with that person, instead, I'll say today I need to call today. I plan to call this person to start a conversation where we be, where we can begin to heal from the argument that we had yesterday. I'm focused on talking about writing about thinking about meditating on the solution so I can achieve the desired outcome rather than writing about that problem. And so then after I am, oh, and then I do this even in my business. So if I'm experiencing, let's say, a tech issue in my business, let's say your website is down or you don't know how to develop your website. Instead of saying in your journal, oh, another day, I don't know how to do this website. My website is down. I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. Instead, you shift that conversation and you get into the routine of saying things like, today I get to watch two more YouTube videos to learn how to fix this issue on my website. Today, I plan to interview two contractors from Fiverr that will help me fix these issues on my website. There's a shift that when you start writing about things like that, thinking about things, meditating on things from the solution perspective and your plan of action, then you establish a routine of being more solution-oriented than problem-oriented. And I've done that so much over the last five years that... It literally irritates me to no end when all people present me with is the problem. Here's the problem, the problem, the problem, the problem. Stop giving me the problem. 
offer me the solution. Hey, I was thinking that we can do this because I foresee this happening. And here's how we're if you're offering someone a problem, you want to offer a solution at the same time. And sometimes I have to remember that not everybody operates from that mindset just yet. So I can't get irritated. You have to teach. That's a routine. I have a routine for how I wake up. I have a routine for how I think. I'm creating a routine for how I process information. And journaling helps me to ink this routine in place. After I journal, I typically get up to take a shower. In the shower is where I prefer to pray. There's something about the vibration of the water, the frequency that it creates, uh, the, 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 the frequency that it allows your, your body to align and connect with that makes praying so effective for me in the shower. After I get out of the shower, as I'm preparing for my day, I'm getting ready, I'm you know getting dressed, I'm reading my affirmations. I have affirmations on my bathroom wall and I could be literally combing my hair in the mirror and looking over at the wall, going through my affirmations, right? And I say these every single day. By the time it's all said and done, I've likely said my affirmations at least three to four times. Hey, hey, CEO Donnie Wiggins here and I am so excited to announce my new mentorship group is dropping. You may have already heard about it, but I wanted to, I wanted you to hear it from the horse's mouth directly from me. My new mentorship group, Actionable CEO, for entrepreneurs who are interested in professional growth, personal growth, and financial growth. You want to learn from me. Y'all have been asking for this for the last three years, and I have finally brought Actionable CEO back to serve you every single week, direct mentorship from me. You will also hear from other people who are in my community that I believe will be greatly impactful to you. You're going to get behind the scenes. We're going to be spending some time together live. This is not pre-recorded. This is live mentorship. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to be connected, feel connected, you want to elevate your brand, you want to elevate your life, you want to elevate your level of success, Actionable CEO is for you. ActionableCEO.com. See you there. The first two hours of my day I own, it makes me feel good. It makes me, it, 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 it allows me to have an experience where every single day I have a guaranteed two hours where I actually feel good. I actually feel like I'm in control. I actually feel like I'm in a great mental space. Because after that two hour window, I don't know what I'll see when I open my email. I don't know what customer or client email I'll receive or what system malfunction or what my team has sent me. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to need me. I don't know who's going to be pulling for me. I don't know what experiences I'll have that will drain me throughout the day. But what I can guarantee is that routine allows me to experience what I desire to experience and have a part of it every single day. And I encourage you, I encourage you that if you don't have a routine, you create at least a morning routine for every single day because you deserve to experience life the way you desire to experience life for at least two hours of your day, every single day. Get to that morning routine. All right, number five. I wish I had known you don't need a business plan. <laughs> don't, 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 don't let me lose you here. Don't let me lose you here. Listen, if you are not an entrepreneur or a business that is, uh, that is seeking funding, you need investors, you need loans, you need to deal with banks, you need to deal with private equity firms. If that is not your plan of action, 
you do not need to spend months trying to put up or put together a business plan for how you plan to launch your digital coaching business, how you plan to become a a personal trainer, how you plan to, you know, do whatever it is that you don't need funding for right away. Your business plan may come over time. It may come later. Okay. I'm in a stage of my business now where we are growing, we are buying real estate assets, and we're going to need funding. We have to present a plan for that. We have to present a plan for that. But guess what we didn't do? We didn't wait to take action because the plan wasn't ready yet. We didn't we didn't delay our process because we said, let us create the plan first. Because knowing what I know now and what I wish I had known then, that things rarely go according to plan. I have spent months, months working on business plans for businesses that I didn't even stay in long. But I took months, I spent, I invested months into the research, studying the data, the analytics, the charts, the surveys, going out and getting counts of how much foot traffic is coming by a particular corner and all of this stuff that didn't matter because I would later get into the business and decide, you know, I don't really think I, this isn't what I want to do. Or this isn't a business that I intend to stay in long enough to even need this business plan. Hear me clearly. Hear me clearly. If you don't need money for your business, your concept is your plan. Start the business and you are going to figure out things over time because number six is that clarity comes over time. Write that down. Clarity comes over time. You will not understand all of the moving pieces and all of the inner working parts of your business. You're just not. You will have an understanding of what you need to do today. You will have an understanding of the skill set, of the result that you offer. You'll have that, but the hows and the wins and the whos, you may not have clear understanding of that But as you start to move your feet, as you start to take action, you will eventually begin to get clear and you will to you will begin to develop understanding. Clarity comes over time. And this is really important because there's somebody who's watching this and you haven't taken action yet. You haven't put that idea out there yet. You haven't gotten started yet because you are still trying to get clear Zero results don't 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 produce clarity. You can't get you can't get clarity off of a process that hasn't started yet. You know how you get clarity? You get clarity by starting. You get clarity by going through it. You get clarity by making mistakes. You get clarity by trying stuff. And so we need to escape. We need to free ourselves from this belief that we have to be super crystal clear before we can go get our LLC before we can establish our EIN number, before we can go and get the bank account, before we can put this product out that serves that audience, before we can put this t-shirt out, before we can offer this level of the service, clarity will come for you over time. Number seven, I wish I had known the importance of community and accountability. 
I wish I had known the importance of community and accountability. So many of us are taught that you don't put your ideas out there until you've done it. And and I still struggle with that because there's an element of protecting your projects, protecting what you're working on. But then there's also this very valuable fact that if you establish yourself in the right community of people, of like-minded thinkers, of people who are on the same mission, of people who are on their journey of development, if you connect yourself with this type of a community and you share your ideas, you share where you need help, you share where you're struggling, you share, you share what's working for you, then you're able to get feedback. You're able to get feedback from within that community that can unlock a new level for you, unlock a new thought that takes you to a new level. It can expedite your process. And so for so many years early in my journey, I was holding my ideas close to my chest. I wasn't sharing it with anybody because I was so worried about putting my idea out there because I had been taught Quite the opposite. I have been taught that you hold it to your chest. You don't tell a soul. You work on it. Well, if I don't share it with anybody, how is anybody going to help me? If I don't talk to somebody about the struggles that I'm having, how am I going to find a solution? I have to share this with somebody. The key is, though, having the right people in your community. People who are solution oriented. People who have achieved something. People who are on a similar journey people who have great creative ideas, people who have great logical ideas, people who are not afraid to hold you accountable, people who don't tell you your ideas are stupid. Instead, they ask you, well, have you considered this perspective? When you have the right people in your community, You don't worry about sharing your ideas because you understand the value of the people in that community. And you understand if I put my idea out in this community, I am going to get the feedback that I need to leave here and be on a whole other level. I cannot tell you how many times that's happened to me already. I cannot tell you how many times I have walked into the right rooms, opened my mouth, shared the information, asked for the help, asked the questions and received what I needed to run out and be on go. Didn't that just happen the other day, Brie? The other day we're over um, doing Pinky's American Sesh and we're in that room and I'm sitting at a table. Um, I'm sitting in an environment of a group of people and we're all talking about ideas. And in that room, um, I, I can't really say everything that happened in that room. But know that we were in a space where we got to really share and talk about some ideas. And somebody said one thing for me. Somebody said one thing in conversation. That was the aha moment. The aha moment that I needed. But if I had walked into that room and said, "Eh, I'm I'm, I'm not willing to share. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to keep it close. Because my mama said, and my grandma said, and my father said, and my grandfather said, and the ancestor said that you don't tell anybody anything. Well, they were right. You don't tell anybody everything. You tell the right somebody something so that you can get to your next level. Community is so important. Community holds you accountable. Number eight, 
I wish I'd had a better understanding of how to manage my money. Listen, when you're starting as an entrepreneur, you're just trying to make a sale. And then after you make your first sale, you want to make another sale. And then after you make three or four sales, then you want consistent sales. And then you want sales that will out earn what you make at your job. And then you want sales that uh, can free you from your job. And then you want sales that can change your lifestyle. And then you want sales that can scale. And you're making all of this money and all of the focus is on sale, 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 revenue, 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 meaning the money that you're making, the money that you're making, the money that you're making. But the problem that we're having is nobody is telling us that when you start making this money, when you start making this money, you have to know what to do with it. <sighs> Knowing what to do with your money may be one of the biggest lessons you can learn over time. You want to free yourself from the rat race because believe me, when you become an entrepreneur, that doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't escaped the rat race. You've just created your own. But if you actually want to escape that rat race, you want to jump off of that ha hamster wheel, take a class, get a mentor, ask some questions, and learn how to manage your money we got to start having conversations with people about what are you, what, what are you doing with their mo your money? There's this guy, I don't know his name, but I see him on Instagram. He goes viral all the time. He's walking through rich neighborhoods. He's got his microphone and his camera crew, and he's approaching wealthy people, and he's just saying, hey, what do you do? How much do you make? What do you do with your money? Start asking people that you have access to. What do you, how do you manage your money? Ask questions about, how you should be paying out yourself payroll. Understand that 100% of the revenue that you generate for your company doesn't belong to you. In fact, a very, very small percentage of the revenue that you bring into your company will actually belong to you on a personal level. Understand that your lifestyle needs to be in alignment with what your payroll is that you allocate to yourself, not the revenue that your company generates. Let me help you free yourself today. The revenue that you generate has to be divvied out to so many different categories. New inventory, hiring, training and development. Maybe travel is required for your business. Um, payroll, office expenses, uh, systems, contractors that you will hire along the way. Did I say marketing already? Reinvesting into new infrastructure. That 100% becomes 50% very quickly. So now let's have the conversation of, well, we're making all of this money. How do I keep it? How do I grow it? How do I multiply it? Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of a result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client. Great news is that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news? 
it's just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now. Let's start having these conversations about what we're doing with money. Hey, when we're going into these rooms and these conferences and you get an opportunity to speak to the people who's in front of the room, you get an opportunity to, to, to communicate with them. Don't walk up to them and say, in the, in the five minutes that you get to have conversations with people that you wouldn't ordinarily have access to, don't walk up to them talking about what keeps you motivated. That's not a question that's going to move the needle forward for you. That's not a question that's going to take you to a higher level. Start asking better questions. Ask them what they do with their money. Ask them what they're investing in right now. Ask them what they're doing to diversify and multiply their revenue generating streams. Ask them what stock they're looking at right now. Ask them what area they're looking at real estate in right now. Ask questions that can help move the needle forward for you. Not what motivates you. Not what motivates you. What makes you more successful? What sets you apart? What's helped you thrive? What helped what help you move past the point where you're surviving and you're thriving? When $100 comes into your company, how is that divided up? How much payroll should I be paying myself? How much money should I be setting aside to invest in other assets? Should I be investing in real estate? What strategy of real estate do you recommend? These are questions. Learn how to manage your money. Number nine, how to leverage business credit. You ever been told that like credit is a bad thing? Anything you can't get in cash, you don't need to have. Listen, I used to have that mindset. I went to college. I got my first credit card. Uh, I got my first credit card in college. It was a disaster, right? It was the beginning of me abusing credit because I nobody ever told me. Nobody ever told me how to use credit. Honestly, it was so predatory how they how they did this. They set up tables. Do they still do this in college? Where when you're going coming to school, they have like credit card companies, Visa, Discover Card, all of that. I'm so glad they kicked them off campus because I'm at, I'm 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 the first week of college. They've got all the major credit card companies lined up, and they've got applications, and they're waiting to approve you. And I was so ignorant about credit and what it meant. I never I never saw my parents use credit. If they were using credit, there was not a lesson that was attached to it, right? So when they when Discover Card told me I was approved for let's say a $1,000 credit card, I thought I legitimately thought that I had done something great and qualified for this $1,000 and I could spend up the $1,000. So your girl went and spent this $1,000. I was at Best Buy getting electronics and stuff and went to the mall and went shopping and maxed that credit card out immediately. Then the bill came in the mail. Who is this? Oh, wait, I have to pay this back? There are payments? And I'm a college student not understanding this process, and that will go on for years. And years and years, and I messed up my credit so bad. 
so bad. I become a young adult now because of mistakes that I made in credit in, in college. I have terrible credit. And I started to understand that credit would hold you back. Like I remember not being able to get jobs at the bank. You couldn't get a job at the bank. Back in the day, you couldn't be a flight attendant without having, without passing a credit check. Okay. You couldn't do anything that allowed you to handle cash directly without being able to pass a, a credit check. So I went on this journey of wanting to get my credit clear, not so I could understand how to leverage it, but so that nobody could ever tell me that I didn't qualify for a particular job because my credit was bad. And so I would go through this journey. Um, some, some of the things had just timed out. Seven years had gone by. Things are falling off the credit report. The other things I'm having to pay off. Other things, you know, we're figuring it out. And I go on this credit journey and I get my credit cleared up. And I'm like, I'm never, ever getting credit again. If I don't have it in cash, I don't need it. Well, as I start to, to become more and more involved in entrepreneurship and I'm starting to meet other people who are swiping credit cards left and right, you know, earlier in my journey, like 10 years or so ago, I'm seeing people swipe credit cards. And in the beginning, I'm judging them like they're putting all this, you know, do they even have the money? They're putting all this stuff on a credit card. Like not me. I'm going to swipe my debit card, not realizing that we're missing out on so many perks by only operating via cash, not realizing that wealthy people, large companies, all they do is leverage credit to grow, not realizing that because we're not leveraging credit, that's the number one reason that we're being held back from having the revenue that or having the capital that we need to actually grow our business. And the perks are just a perk. The rewards points that you get back the travel miles that you get, the way that you can move points around to get free host hotel stays and free vacations and free gift cards and, and spending cards so that you can use the money or the points and the rewards that you're, that you're getting from purchases you would have made with your cash anyway, but you're getting more than your product. You're getting your product plus rewards. Like when I really started learning and understanding leveraging credit, Things went next level and I still have a rule. I still have a rule. I still don't overspend on credit what I can't pay for in cash. Don't miss that. I still don't overspend on credit what I can't pay for in cash. I prefer to pay most of my balances back. If I'm not paying the whole thing off in full, I keep my credit utilization under 20%. Meaning if you have $10,000 worth of credit, by the time it reports to the credit bureaus or by the time your bill prints, you don't have more than $2,000 in unpaid balances because I understand how to leverage credit and how to use credit. I still don't spend in credit what I don't have available in cash. <sighs> I want y'all to get that. Now, there's going to be some instances, right, where you are leveraging big credit and you're not necessarily paying that off right away but you have the cash coming in to be able to afford those payments. You have the cash coming in so that you're not getting overwhelmed in debt, right? When you start moving on to uh, other types of cards like platinum cards and uh, things like that, I think even a reserve card requires that you pay those balances off in full. So once you learn money responsibility, once you learn credit responsibility, learn credit leverage, learn credit leverage. It is so freeing. 
for you to be able to access other people's money to build your dream. And finally, number 10, maybe the most important. I wish I had known that through this journey, you're going to need therapy. You're going to need coaching. You're going to need mentorship. You're going to need support. You're going to need God himself. Because this journey can be very, very beautiful. But there will be moments where it's treacherous. It's flat out treacherous. You got people pulling on you from different directions. You have people who need something. You have people who are expecting you to pour into them when you have nothing to give. You will be deflated. You will feel defeated. You will feel great. It will feel like an up and down emotional roller coaster. You will question yourself every step of the way. You're going to have hard times finding great customers. You're going to have hard time finding great employees. You're going to find hard time finding people to believe in you. You're going to have an easy time creating new offers. It's going to be easy for you to make some sales. It's going to be easy for you to do some things. It's going to be easy some days, difficult other days. But you are going to need the support of a therapist to keep you mentally intact, to keep you mentally healthy. Because some of the decisions that you have to make, some of the stories that you will hear, some of the encounters that you will experience will weigh heavily on your heart, heavily on your spirit, heavily on your emotions. And you will need to talk to somebody, somebody qualified, somebody qualified to help you stay sane in the midst of chaos. Somebody who will help you to stay grounded. You will also need coaching and mentorship Somebody that can help to develop you, to help develop your professional skill sets, to help you develop your personal skill set, to help you develop your financial skill set. You will need coaching and mentorship. I wish I knew early on that coaching wasn't a one, just a, a one time stop. It wasn't a hit it or quit it. It wasn't a get it or quit it. Because I had a coach years ago, way back in 2012, started my experience with coaching, but I thought when I approached coaching, I honestly thought that you get it, you solve a problem and you're done. Oh, I got this coach. I helped, it helped me solve, he helped, he or she helped me solve a problem and I'm done. And now I can go back into my own thoughts, my own expertise, my own experience, my own information, my own knowledge. And then you keep going and you stumble and you realize I need a coach again. But usually it's when things have hit the fan, when things have gotten really out of control, when things have become difficult to manage, I wish I wish my coach had told me, you're going to need coaching and mentorship. It's ongoing. You're going to need that like you need God. You're going to need it like you need breathing. You're going to need it like you need food every day. It's an everyday thing that you don't do without because you will continue to evolve. You will continue to hit new milestones. You will continue to grow through new challenges and experience new things. And you're going to need coaching and mentorship. And you're going to have to. I, I was serious when I said God. Because you're going to have to stay grounded and understanding. You're going to have so many milestone moments. You're going to accomplish so many things. Such great success. I'm speaking to you. I am speaking to the winner in you right now. 
I'm speaking to the champion in you right now. You are going to accomplish some really amazing things. You're going to make more money than you've ever made before. You're going to create more impact than you've ever had before. You're going to become a person bigger than you've ever expected to be before. You're going to have people who are idolizing you, being inspired by you. You are going to be amazing. And there might be a moment where you think you did it and it's because of you and you're self-made and you're self-taught and you're self, self, self. And it's me, me, me and I, I, I and all this stuff. And let me tell you, if you believe in the same God that I believe in, he is always the source. It is always because of him, through him, that it's happening through you. Coaching, mentorship, God. Keep those things incredibly close to you. I cannot stress that enough. Incredibly cl close to you. That's going to be what, ha what helps you through this journey when you're ready to quit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, we're not doing that. That's going to be what helps you through this journey when you're confused. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've experienced that. Let me help you. That's going to be what you need when you just need a question answered. Yeah, sure. Call me. I got you. It's going to be what you need when you're ready to throw in a towel and give up and break down. Prayer, listening, downloading, receiving this information. You're going to need these things, these resources closely connected to you. Because there will be a moment in your journey that you're going to think you did it. There's also going to be a moment in your journey when you're going to think you can't do it anymore. These are the 10 things that I wish I knew. These are the 10 things, and there's so many more, but I had to pick 10. These are 10 things that I wish I knew and that I believe every entrepreneur needs to know either before the journey begins or very early in your journey. And don't feel bad if you are deep in your journey right now. And these are, there's some things that I, that I spoke about today that you're like, man, I didn't know it then. I didn't know it before today, but I know it now. Don't feel bad if you're three years in, five years in, 10 years in. You know it now. And you know how to put these things in place now. Go out and put them in place. I want you to comment for me in the comment section, wherever you're watching this, wherever you're seeing this, I want you to comment. What's the one thing that stood out for you most? The one thing that you said, yep, that's it for me. That was it for me too. Or the one thing that's like, man, I wish I knew that. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that was normal. I didn't know that was necessary. What's the one thing that you got from this today? What's that one point of the 10 that I made? Comment in the video below. Comment in the video below. And if there's something here that, I, that stood out for you and you're like, I need to know these things. I want you to take action right away. I want you to do the, I want you to begin digging in, start doing the research, start finding people who can help you in these areas to elaborate in greater detail on all these topics. In fact, I'm going to elaborate on these things inside of my mentorship community, Actionable CEO. Have you joined yet? Did you even know that I had a mentorship community? Guys, I have a mentorship community, Actionable CEO, where we talk about uh, areas of interest for entrepreneurs who are seeking professional, personal, and financial development. And you guys get, you get the framework here on the podcast, but we get to go deep 
in the mentorship group. And if you are in a place where you're looking for mentorship, you know that mentorship can change your life. You know that community is valuable. You're looking for a community of entrepreneurs. You hear it. You've heard that word over and over and over again, and you're ready to experience that for yourself. Come and give it a shot. Come and put yourself in a room of other entrepreneurs virtually virtually where you can share your ideas and feel great about sharing your ideas. You can get feedback and trust that feedback because you're hearing it from people that you value and respect and you can learn new information that is going to develop you professionally, personally, and financially. Just go to actionableceo.com. I have made it super easy to come and join me there. It's just $97 a month, $97 a month. And you get to be mentored about topics like this, about your journey, and so much more. Go to the website. You'll see everything that it includes. But most importantly, thank you for taking time out of your day to spend with me here on Full Transparency. I'll see you next week.